Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Eyes on the Right podcast. I'm your host, Amy, and this is the podcast that uncovers all of the things purposely hidden in plain sight by the secret societies, the occultists, Hollywood, and the mystery religions of old, then ties them back to scripture to understand the real truth behind them. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm really excited today. I have a special guest, someone that is very um, important to me in my journey that I started seven years ago. Um, I started researching mind control, MK Ultra, and there was a woman that I read her story, and that is Kathy O'Brien. And she is a survivor and an overcomer of um, MK Ultra mind control. And so, Kathy, you're here today. I'm so honored. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me and thank you for giving me voice. This is information that people need these days. They're waking up to say, what in the world is going on? I know. I agree with you 100%. And I think a lot of our listeners will have a general idea of what mind control is and how that looks. But I really want you to set the stage for us. Tell us about your story for those that don't know and Um, I know you're quoted as saying it was so hard to come running out of a hell that no one believed existed. And so here's your chance. Here's your voice with us. Share with us um, your story. Yeah, thank you. Well, it it was hard coming out of that that hell, especially so early on back Mm -hmm. in 1988. I was lifted from the Washington, D.C. human trafficking swamp. And that was so early on, that was before people knew what mind control was, before they knew what human trafficking, child sex trafficking was, before they knew what the pedophile agenda was about, and before they even knew there was a swamp in Washington, D.C. So, yeah, yeah, now people have a point of reference for the information because mind control is a sliding scale from the kind of torturous robotic MK Ultra mind control I experienced to information control. Yeah. Because we all formulate our thoughts, opinions, and actions based on what we know. We need to know our knowledge base has been controlled and manipulated for a long time. Yes, absolutely. Knowledge is our defense against mind control. And that's why we have so much information that is censored and suppressed because truth really does make us free. The insight that I gained was from personal experience. Mm -hmm. I was born into a multi-generational incest-based family in 1957. And my father's sexual abuse was... Uh, began at infancy. My mother was sexually abusing me. Both of them had been sexually abused. My father's sexual abuse um, also included uh, ritual abuse, satanic abuse. Mm -hmm. My mother's um, abuse included being trafficked to my grandfather's Blue Masonic Lodge. And the those Masonic Lodge, these secret societies are a major problem because they're keeping yes. the secrets that we need to know. Right. Yeah. So by the time I was born into it, my father's sexual abuse caused um, compartmentalization in my brain. And that's just the way our brains respond to trauma. It's like our conscious mind freezes in fright. Our subconscious is wide open to being easily led and manipulated. And even though I was an infant, 
You know, I mean, I didn't know what my father was doing was wrong, but my brain did. Right. So we get this defense mechanism where the neuron pathway shut down around trauma. So the rest of the mind can function and develop normally. It's like, yeah, it's just the way, it's just the way we function like that. So um, my brain was compartmentalizing the trauma and the pain and the suffocation of my father's abuse. And then when he started trafficking me or prostituting me out to my grandfather's blue Masonic lodge, then more traumas happened and more compartments shut down. And then when it expanded into the ritual abuse, more compartments shut down. When my father started using man child pornography at such an early, early age, more compartments shut down. So my brain, my conscious mind was just shutting down from infancy into when I was a toddler and being trafficked at my grandfather's Blue Masonic Lodge. Well, by the time my my father was caught sending child pornography of me through the U.S. mails, a local politician, Gerald Ford, who was attending that my grandfather's Blue Masonic Lodge, is the one who approached my father and told him he could receive immunity from prosecution if he would sell me into the CIA's MK Ultra Mind Control program. It was not an experiment. It was a full-blown program. And my father agreed to that. We can see already, I mean, this is like 1960, and already the court's being manipulated by national security. Sure. And, and, and allowing for the proliferation of pedophilia Mm-hmm. Because it had been found through Hitler Himmler research that the that came over with Project Paperclip that the ultimate um, trauma on the human mind is sexual abuse of a child prior to age five while their brain is still forming. Right. Well, trauma is the basis of mind control, and that is the ultimate trauma. So no wonder I was a target for this yeah. this sure. situation. So. Yeah, I mean, and so you're so you were saying it was multi generational abuse from your parents Mm -hmm. as well. And so what happened was is they essentially caught wind of what was going on, and they used that as a sort of blackmail on your father to kind of get him to get you into the program. Would you say? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And um, this politician, of course, you know Gerald Ford went on to become the unelected president as his political career escalated. So too did my victimization in MK Ultra Mind Control. Well, Ford's political career was escalating. And we, when we look at secret societies like the Masons, they're notorious for making sure that people are in key positions of of influence in local communities. You know, right. if you're a Mason, you're going to get the good job. You're going right. to get the higher position. Like a you know, so mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yes. And it's structured that way because they hold the secrets. They hold the keys. They know how society was going to be conditioned and manipulated. And they had the information on mind control and how our brains respond to that trauma. Okay. Yeah. So, so they get you into this program and, and kind of explain this came under project paperclip. These Nazis came over, they weren't extradited. They were brought under over to America and continued on their experimentation. Right. So, so in this program, then that, what did that look like? Were you with other children or was this an at home program where you were abused and they were showing your father 
you know, the types of things they have to do in this program to create um, these deeper traumas? Well, in, in, in my case, since I was multi-generational, the interest was for Project Monarch, okay. which is a, one of the sub projects of paperclip because or of um mk ultra that came over with project paperclip because they found through the genetic studies that any knowledge-based belief system abuse base um is passed down from generation to generation and after three generations it becomes autogenic in the brain so by the time i was born into this multi-generational family um, whether I had been abused or not, my brain was already more compliant, easily led and receptive. And that's okay. that. So they had that information on the multi-generational aspect and they wanted, um, they knew I was being sexually abused. Plus I had been um, prostituted to Ford since I was a toddler. So mm -hmm. he certainly knew um, of, of the abuse that I was experiencing. And when my father sold me into the project, he was flown to Boston, Massachusetts, where he was trained by Cardinal Law. Okay. Cardinal Law was um, of the infamous Catholic child abuse scandal. Okay. He's the okay. one who sanctioned the pedophilia within the Catholic Church and allowed for the abuse of children to go on. The priests were never prosecuted or stopped. And instead, it was promoted and sanctioned because... They knew the effects of trauma on the human mind. The Catholics had long since learned it with the Spanish Inquisition, the Crusades, even the, the burning of the witches and all of those, those violent activities, they, it, it left a lot of orphans, a lot of children. And so right. the Catholic, the Catholic orphanages mm -hmm. had sprung up and here's these traumatized children who were being deliberately um, groomed and programmed to further the goals of the church. Well, with this said, you know, in all things, there's good and bad sure. in everything. And the most beautiful sacred aspects of our lives have been infiltrated by this dark evil agenda. Absolutely. So, yeah. I'm glad so you said that. Yeah. Yeah. You're I know right. A lot of Catholics. Yeah, absolutely. As do I. Yeah. And, and you, you're, I'm so such a poignant point because it's like, there is always good within the evil yeah. and, you know, and so, so your father was then trained by this cardinal law and then, yes. he, then he was showing him specific things to do under this program to create, um, well, essentially you were a mind control slave and you went on to be a presidential model, right. Um, as you grew in this and a drug mule and such. And so, Kind of walk us through the next phase of um, after you're inducted into this program, kind of what went on after that? A lot of Satanism, a lot of yeah. occultism, because that's so traumatic on the human mind, too. The only thing second to the sexual abuse of a child while the brain is forming is blood trauma and the horrors of, of the satanic uh, manipulation. So... Um, as I experienced more and more of that, I was also being um, prostituted and used. The pedophile agenda is a mind control agenda, but it's also a blackmail agenda. It's used to compromise certain politicians and people in positions of power and influence. And back when I was a, a little child, 
I was being taken to Mackinac Island, Michigan, which is where the governor's mansion is located. Yeah. It was like the Epstein Island of its time. Right. Where yeah. these where these perpetrators would meet, this cabal, this, you know, these these criminals would meet and discuss how they could further their mind control agenda because the formula for mind control is the same whether it's of an individual or of a nation or yeah. the world. And they were meeting to discuss that. That's what they do at the Bohemian Grove, the Epstein Islands, you know, they, they and and even the we see the secret societies meeting having their their big meetings that these so called self appointed, self anointed world leaders meet at to discuss yeah. what the next plague is gonna be or whatever, you know, or what mm -hmm. the next trauma. Yeah. So that's what they were doing back then. Right. But it was at Mackinac Island, Michigan. And it was there that I met who would become my owner in MK Ultra Mind Control, U.S. Senator Robert C. Byrd. He became my owner when I was 13 years old. Wow. And as my owner, he decided which black operations um, and who I would be prostituted to and everything else. He directed my activities from that point forward. He told my father where to take me, you know, and what I was to be. Um, wow. involved in from that point on. Kathy, would a, would a owner be similar to like a handler, somebody who, did he program you or was he just moving you around where he wanted you to be? He moved me around where he okay. wanted me to be. Okay. And he, he sent me to um, various NASA military and DARPA installations for uh, very strategic mind control programming especially since I would be used on a White House Pentagon level. So um, that at, my handler was my father at first. My second handler was Wayne Cox, who was an occult serial killer, a CIA assassin, mercenary. And he was working um, out of the swamps of Louisiana um, in 1977, he was already working the CIA um, cocaine operations, mm -hmm. Clinton coke lines, Bill Clinton's um, MENA, Arkansas cocaine mm -hmm. operations were already in full swing. And Wayne Cox was very much a part of that, working alongside of um, Bill Clinton's half-brother, Roger Clinton. And Roger Clinton was involved in Wayne Cox's um, cult his um his coven whatever you want to call it his his satanic right um, aspect of things so um that was very traumatic and it certainly had me primed and ready to be transferred to my next handler alex houston who was a ventriloquist stage hypnotist in the country music industry and then we began um he he would follow what where bird would tell us to go, you know, throughout the Caribbean, um, the Virgin Islands, uh, Mexico, mm -hmm. South America, Canada, all through the U.S., whatever. And the country music industry just provided a cover for that and a means of transporting CIA mm -hmm. cocaine. Wow. I mm -hmm. mean, oh, my goodness. There's there's so many questions I want to ask you. Um and that's it. Why does Wayne Cox, why does that name sound so familiar? You said he was a serial killer. Was yes. 
it sounds very yeah, familiar to me. I'll have to look that name up afterwards. Um, so you're getting moved around all over the place. Now, are you, can you kind of explain what's your, how are you navigating all this? Are you, you're splitting off into different personalities? And so are you remembering these things or are they, you know, putting you into so much trauma that you don't remember some of the encounters that you're having in these different areas that they're sending you to with different men and different people? Well, when the neuron pathways shut down in the brain, then it, it stays that way unless it's triggered open. And so I couldn't think to bring to mind my father's abuse. Mm-hmm. And when he would come in to sexually abuse me, it would open up the neuron pathways to deal with this abuse again and again as needed. Mm-hmm. So I had all these places in my brain that were shut down with no inner communication in between. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't think to bring those things to mind. It's the way repressed memory works. Mm -hmm. And so often when childhood trauma happens and when sexual abuse or or whatever happens, so often it stays repressed in the brain until someone reaches around age 30 Mm -hmm. when electrochemical changes happen in the brain. And sometimes that opens up the neuron pathways a bit and then memory starts leaking out. And then people start remembering wow, what, what, what is this intruding on my mind? You know, what is this memory? And they begin remembering the past. So um, that's a kind of a, a natural process of the brain to deal with repressed memory. But I certainly couldn't think to bring any of that to mind because the trauma was constant that was happening at that time. Um, So I had no free thought of my own. And with that lack of free thought came no, um, no concept of time, because Mm -hmm. there's no inner communication, you know, between those compartments in the brain. And without a concept of time, that all of the brain didn't know what this part of the brain had done. So then there's a heightened endurance. And and there's all kinds of, of amazing things that our brains are capable of. We don't have to have the trauma to remember that we have these capabilities. You know, sure. we've been blessed with so much all yeah. along. We have these amazing abilities, but we've been conditioned mm-hmm. for generations upon generations to look outside ourselves mm-hmm. for someone else to tell us what to think, how to live our lives. What the, you know, we look to big government, big pharma, big cult to cult religion. We, and, you know, we, the answers are within us. We've been blessed with so much. And I'm looking forward to um, this great awakening accelerating further because then people can start exploring the amazing um, world within ourselves that we've been blessed with all along. We have been blessed. And, you know, I, I appreciate you kind of unpacking this a little bit, even just the, the neuro part of it, you know, the brain and how the neural pathways work and stuff, because it is, I think a lot of people, especially the people that are listening to this podcast have been exposed somewhat to mind control. We know on a macro level, we've all been mind controlled, right? Some of us like yourself have been um, severely mind controlled and traumatized, um, as youth and others have too through abuse and other such things. But, um, I appreciate you just kind of piecing these things together. Cause I think it's, it's kind of so overwhelming. Like you just think, wow, this, this happened like in our world, people, yeah. politicians were doing this. And so 
going back kind of to the program, the mind control program. Now, they wanted children and obviously children that came from already abusive homes would be easier to and multi-generational would be easier to um, program and and use. But what was their goal in within this program? Was it to create little robots? What was their idea of why they wanted this? A compliant society. They okay. wanted to further um, what had happened in Nazi Germany and take it to the next level. So this is all about ushering in what Adolf Hitler, George mm. Bush, Joe Biden, and many others have termed the new world order. Yeah. It's a mind control slave society agenda and they need compliance. And again, if they get it's a hundred year plan because they want to affect three generations. If they can affect three generations with allowing for the sexual abuse and continuing it, then they're likely to pass it on to their children who pass it on to their children. We've gotten to a point now where we have that three generations in place, which is why so many parents are taking their children, you know, to these, um, sex shows and you know sexual allowing for the sexualization of their children right. it also creates an identity disorder this this dissociative identity disorder when you get identity confusion um then it, it there's a heightened suggestibility with it and if that if that identity confusion is deliberately mislabeled gender confusion and you get the transgender movement, which is the next level of this mind control agenda. Wow. Again, they want a compliant society. Wow. And that's the, that's the whole point of doing it. And our children are the ones who are targeted. Mm -hmm. uh, it's why it's the most, the most lucrative business in the world is the sexualization of children, the human trafficking and drug trafficking across open borders. That is the funding mechanism of this great reset, you know, whatever term we want to put it, it's this agenda that's being imposed on us all right now where we're experiencing trauma after trauma after trauma. And people are wondering, you know, what in the world going is going on? Yeah, and many are waking up to the reality that it's mind control, yep. and knowledge yeah. is our defense against it. It really yeah. is the truth that makes us free. Yeah, it does shatter the magic trick, right? Because they're yes. they're essentially trying yes. to put us in an entrancement with their media and everything, and, and invoke yes. fear. And so, when you when you were in this program, though, do you feel? Was this kind of more experimentation that they were trying to do with a select group of people or were they priming you for multiple reasons? Does that make sense? That question? Yes. It okay. was a full, it was a full blown project. It okay. wasn't, wasn't it an experiment at all. Yeah. I think they like to use the experimentation part to act like it's not such a pervasive ongoing thing, but yeah. it went into different aspects of society including mm. politics and the entertainment industry, um, sports, military, especially that because um, there's there's with that heightened endurance, you know that that's something that that could be used. There's also um, uh, many other results that happen when when people lose their conscious thought, there's other aspects of the brain that kick in 
to compensate for it, like how um, um, a blind person develops hyper hearing, you know, that same kind of thing. We get this this amazing compensation um, aspect in our brain. One of the things that develops is 44 times visual acuity. Mm. And that's like the eyes are wide open. That's why when you see someone who's traumatized or a child who's traumatized, their eyes are wide open. They got a lot of whites around their eyes. Mm. Their pupils are dilated. It's like they're trying to see the trauma before it comes. So it's like having eyes in the back of the head and they get this, this, this huge peripheral spance and this 44 times visual acuity, which sure. is yeah. used where the, in the military, they can point and shoot, hit their target. If it's used in sports, they're going to be able to have not only have the physical endurance, but they're going to make their goals, their basket, their hit, you know, because they've got that, that, that ability. Wow. So there's many different abilities that, um, are resultant to make up for the lack of of free thought that we don't have to have trauma to remember that we have this ability it's just that we forgot to um, develop our own amazing capacities because we've been so diverted um, to bow down to authority Mm -hmm. yeah you know you brought up entertainment and and um Mm -hmm. and athletes that's the way you describe that's really interesting because, and I'd like you to touch on this. What are your thoughts about how Hollywood and entertainment, you, you touched on the country music and athletes, are they involved in this? I mean, I, I tend to think that they are. <laughs> um, you see some of these signs of, you know, kind of disassociation and and some of yeah. the triggers, right? Like the Disney and the Wizard of Oz and all that stuff, the butterflies. Um, so how does that play into all this? Is just this an extended three-letter agency program, Hollywood? What do you think? I, I think that when we look back on um, Project Paperclip again mm-hmm. yeah. and the importation of, of the information on mind control, we also see where Walt Disney was associated with these Nazis, with these um, rocket scientists. What does that have to do with Disney World? Right. But it's because of the mind control factor. So um, Disney was involved in uh, mind control conditioning right from the beginning, and also the sexualization of children. And it came through subliminals, through the cartoons, you know, which just seemed so entertaining, but they were really traumatic when you think about it. And then they had the subliminal sexualization going on within it. So that was part of the pedophile agenda from the very beginning. And the Disney world has an underworld, which is really just a major MK ultra mind control programming epicenter. Um, People have spoken out about it for a long time. There's been a lot exposed on that, but um, we see there where we get this, this, this merging into the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And then we look at the entertainers who came out of Disney Mm -hmm. and it gets pretty, pretty obvious. And we also can see that around age 30, they tend to fall apart because their programming starts leaking from that electrochemical changes in the brain. And then all of a sudden they're shaving their head, Mm -hmm. uh, Hitler, you know, or or doing something absolutely bizarre. Um, And that is uh, just all a part of the 
um, MK Ultra. The more you know, the more you see yeah. that that this has been very pervasive and it's going on around us. There's a lot of people reaching out for help. Mm-hmm. We need to open our ears to it and start listening, hearing what they say, hearing what um, what when somebody like Michael Jackson, who was raised in the same project I was, when he's saying, have you seen my childhood? And singing that song and, and the, the, um, the mask that he wore, masks were part of MK Ultra Mind Control. My own daughter was trafficked in a mask. Mm-hmm. And those masks, what they do is they depersonalize, which again, you get identity confusion. Mm-hmm. The, they depersonalize, they inhibit oxygen to the brain necessary for critical analysis free thought right and they muffle voices oh my gosh yes and then you think about the Mm -hmm. pandemic and you think how all of us had those masks on what were they doing it was a a macro level mind control gosh kathy i'm the way you the way you explain that is and yeah you see the celebrities and the artists like the Michael Jackson, the Disney stars, Mm -hmm. you see this kind of innocence that they start out in. And then they sent transform to these over-sexualized, pansexual, transgender, confused, just, you know, products of Disney. Right. And you can't help but think, gosh, what is going on in Hollywood? I mean, is this just a mass product of, of breeding and, and creating these mind controlled people to kind of mind control us? I mean, is that a fair thing to say, do you think? Yes, it is. And, you know, when you think about it, if somebody's acting and they're being a different character, someone other than themselves, it's easiest for them to project if they have an identity. So that was the child abuse was very pervasive in the acting, um, in, in acting careers anyway. And then they're paraded out front as though there's something really, really special that we all need to act like and be just like them. Mm -hmm. And if we can be just like them, we're going to do what they say to do. Mm -hmm. And they do, they say what they're told to, they parrot exactly what they're programmed to say. And um, it's had a, a, a profound effect on society and shaping society. There was a time when, um, when, Art imitated life and now life imitates art. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're right. It's true. I mean, it's, it's, if you're an evil person, I always say this, it's like, it's pretty brilliant how they created all this because they've created this environment where people are just kind of enamored with, with all of these things are being programmed because they're on watching television and they're in this kind of subconscious state. But like you always say, knowledge is power and we can snap that magic trick when we know, when we know, right? And so this is why I love that you're on here because you're sharing so much of your insight about this. Um, You talked a little bit about the music industry. I just want to touch on that a little bit. Is that still kind of utilized like the country music and, and maybe even some of these alternative genres? Are they used in this, in this still, do you think, or is that, has that kind of gone away? No, it's it's very, very strong in the music industry because harmonics affect our um, neuron pathways in our brain too. And they, they like vibrate those neuron pathways. It's like why when um, you hear a, a, a favorite song or something, you, you, you just like, oh, we fell in yeah. love to that song. And you yeah. get that feeling all over again because, because um, 
it's triggering that that way in the brain and vibrating those pathways. So um, that was capitalized on. I mean, the CIA knew about it. And um, they, we need to pay attention to what lyrics are going in our head when we're listening to music and to realize that the same harmonics is used in um in 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 other ways too you know like through television and absolutely through video games mm-hmm. we need to pay attention to that the video games were a military training exercise so they would point and shoot without any compassion wow. there's no consequence in a video game there's no fear there's no um thinking that of, of wow, this is a life I'm taking, you know. So it conditions that, and that's it was a training thing to oh, let's put this in society, and sure enough, here it here it comes on, and it is conditioned lack of compassion and an inability to um, really think of the consequences of certain actions. They're not thinking further what the result of of those actions would be, and the harmonics add to it. The mm-hmm. harmonics add to the computerization that's been put in the school system through to indoctrinate our children. And um, when we understand all those aspects, we see how this has crept in on society through technology. Mm-hmm. When um, the information on mind control was brought over with Project Paperclip, the we didn't win World War II. We just transferred it over here. And then we added technology to it. That's what the CIA was doing, was to create a more powerful form of mind control. That's when television came on strong. You know, they they didn't have all that like that back then. But wow, you know, I mean, we just get a constant bombardment now. Mm-hmm. And um, that technology definitely has its effect. Any level of mind control, the first thing that goes is um, an ability to really critically analyze information. We lose compassion. We lose an ability to think things through. And instead, there's just the snap judgment, this you know, yeah, um, shallower way of of living. We need to reclaim our our free thought, free will, soul expression. Get yeah. back to the compassion and you know the understanding and the caring and. Sure. Listening to each other again. Listening. Yeah, that's a lost, a lost thing, isn't it? (laughs) Everybody wants to talk, but they don't want to listen. Um, no, you're right. And you know, I I I want to think too that these concerts are part of it, like almost like a mass mind Mm -hmm. control. You know, you've got drugs, alcohol there, you've got the strobing lights to your point, you've got the energy with the with not only the people, but the music playing into this. And so could they could people potentially be mind controlled at concerts absolutely no question yeah. about it yeah and right. people yeah and people can be triggered in so many different ways too mm-hmm. and triggered into violence oh. um we we see the the signs of mind control all around us right now but yeah. um people know how to heal from mind control mm-hmm. and I, I feel so fortunate that not only did I survive my torturous MK Ultra mind control ordeal, but um, I was able to heal from it yeah. because of of Mark Phillips, intelligence insider, who is working the highest levels of mind sciences to preserve the sanctity of free thought. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just very dedicated to that. As um, 
it, working in mind sciences, Mark was a spook. He wore every hat, whether it's CIA, FBI, NSA, Secret Service, whatever he needed to be. Well, that put him in places to see what was going on sure. with this mass mind control agenda mm-hmm. that um, that I had been exposed to he certainly was seeing it happening he saw children being taken in on the white house he saw where pertinent information on our mind brain function had been suppressed under national security for generations so that we forgot that we have a defense against mind control so that we forgot we have a resiliency of body mind and spirit so that we forgot to look within ourselves and would instead look to um, these self-appointed, self-anointed mm-hmm. authorities out, outside ourselves. Right. That information was suppressed. Mark couldn't release that information. He couldn't do anything about what he was seeing because, well, he couldn't v- verbalize it because he was bound by laws of sedition. Mm-hmm. So he decided to take action. And that's when he rescued my daughter and me right out of the Washington, D.C. swamp in 1988. That was so early on. But back then, it was already so pervasive what was going on. There were many people in intelligence, mm-hmm. many people who cared about um, this, this horrible, criminal, dark cabal creeping in on our minds and lives. Yeah. And um, they wanted the information out there, too. So. Wow, how fortunate for me that Mark I know. We're yes. I'm so glad to hear that too, that he did that for you. And gosh, that was probably just, you know, such a day where you had someone who actually cared and loved you and um got you rescued from that, you and your daughter. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple of kind of maybe fringier questions um, just to see if you have any insight about it. And I definitely love to end the podcast where we give hope where maybe we can see what's our hope. How can we spot maybe people that are under mind control? How can we kind of, you know, shatter the magic trick, so to speak, but can you shed any light? I just did a, a podcast on breeding programs. And I know that was a big thing with Yosef Mengele, and he did all of that kind of twinning, cloning stuff. Did you see anything like that in your time in the program, just in the things, the places that you went? There, there was so much being um, being done back then. And yeah. uh, the, uh, the use of body parts and adrenochrome and all, it's just really, really, really horrific. Mm-hmm. And it was going on back then. Yeah. Um, there was already a whole market for it because of what was being um, experimented on. I can't even imagine what they have today. Oh, yeah. Um, and the and and then the add the robotics to it and everything else, artificial intelligences and anything that um, I fear any more than I do these criminals because they followed the DARPA-generated artificial intelligence all along. That's the 100-year plan that's being laid out. Right. And I'm sure that technology has advanced since when, you know, back when. Yeah. But um, all that was was being laid out as um, their plan. And like Mark always said, um, 
wisdom outthinks the criminal mind every time. It's where we win. It's where mm -hmm. they lose. Mm -hmm. And whether that's artificial intelligence or the criminal mind, the point's the same because it's linear. It's flat thinking. It's just one, you know, we've got all the wisdom and the, the, the power of love and strength of spirit. We have so much, so much more than all of that. So I don't fear that it's just that we need to open our eyes to it so that we stop complying with it mm. it's ridiculous that we're complying with this dark yeah flat agenda yeah no i agree it, it is and i think a lot of people have woken up to this idea that there there is this evil pervading in our world and yeah. permeating you know it's kind of this common thread that's running throughout the world because it's not just the united states right i right. mean this is these are mm -hmm. leaders yeah. all over the world that are involved in this and i think that's part of this kind of paradigm shattering that we have to come into an understanding is guys these are the people that are running the world that are right. are doing this but we when we know then we can you know better navigate and and i believe that god helps us better navigate that as well um i know there's certain people that you have listed that are leaders the trudeaus the clintons the bushes right um and that they are are the royals involved in any of this did you have any um sort of interaction with any of the royal family i didn't have um any with them but then yeah. um what the the like out of Saudi Arabia and and Mexico? I mean, there there's in Canada. The, there's mm -hmm. so many that are involved, and so many that I was exposed to. And it is a new world order agenda. Yes. It is global. And when mind control masters a virus was unleashed on the global population, it was for the purposes of ushering it in. It yeah. was supposed to have been ushered in 2016 by Hillary Clinton. But that got derailed. Yeah. Glitches in the matrix. People started, you know, seeing. But the sheer numbers mm -hmm. of us here were were awake by 2016. We were aware of the new world order agenda, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there were so many of us that we overrode the rigged electronic algorithm and the electronic voting machines. It was just by sheer numbers. The media didn't tell us we were uniting and that we had knew that we we're waking up. Media didn't give us um, any contrived polls or anything mm -hmm. to tell us that. We just did it by the sheer numbers. And we we went and, and voted for anybody that wasn't Hillary Clinton and the New World Order, you know, just to get just to stop this agenda. Yeah. And it did stop it. And it's it, now they're frantic trying mm -hmm. to catch up and make up for lost time. But the more frantic they are, the more we wake up. Right. So, yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, the more that we come to an understanding that, hey, there's yes. more going on here. Yes. And so kind of going back, I want to, because there was something that you mentioned about um, at the age of 30, you know, something kind of shifts in our, in our chemical makeup, et cetera, especially if you've been in this kind of mind control programming, you, they start to shave their head. We've seen that with multiple celebrities, you know, they kind of go off the rails and then they go into rehab and then they come out and their hair is blonde and shaved and they look different. Right. Um, I think you describe it in your book, transformation of America as being thrown off the freedom train. Is that yeah. right? Kind of this idea. So you, we're actually on your way to Bohemian Grove. And is that when Mark kind of snatched you out? 
Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Had you yes. ever been there before or no? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Oh, it was okay. it was the same as having been to Mackinac Island, Michigan, and in the um, Virgin Islands and everything else. You know, it's just where they meet yeah. and what they do. And um, since I had been exposed to the groundwork for NAFTA, which was the groundwork for the new world order and the criminal roots of it, the funding mechanisms, the secrets of these governments um, that these, these perpetrators, they wanted to make sure that I died with the information before my brain kicked into that electrochemical changes at age 30. So like so many others before me, I was going to be killed at age 30. Mm. And there are many who, um, never survived beyond that, especially if they were working the White House Pentagon level like I was. So that's just what was done. That's what the, um, the, the, the murders are about there. It's, it's more to eliminate the, the, the slaves before they think to tell the secrets than it is for any um, ritualistic satanic purpose. It's not about a belief system. It's about a formula for mind control. Okay. And it's about, and it's about stopping that. So yeah. yeah, I was on my way to that when um, Mark Phillips intercepted and, um, yeah, it saved my mind yeah. and my my life and Absolutely. my daughters at that time. Absolutely. Praise God for that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate you just, like I said, just kind of shedding some more light on this because this is information that we can take and then kind of try to navigate our world better, right? And so yeah. I know that this is being done on a macro level. We, I think a lot of people do, just like you said, a lot of people woke up to this kind of, you know, entrancement that we've all been in. What are your thoughts since I have you? I'm not going to let you go, Kathy. Um, <laughs> since I have you, I, uh, what are your thoughts on these kind of mass shootings? Are these kids MK Ultra kids that are being used to create these mass shooting agendas for, you know, to create trauma on society and fear and also potentially gun agendas, et cetera. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's a mind control agenda that perpetuates itself because mm. when you get a mass, um, mass violence like that, a mass shooting, it traumatizes, you know, the community, it traumatizes the nation, it traumatizes yeah. the world seeing this kind of violence going on. Mm -hmm. So within that trauma becomes more, um, more programming. Yeah. So anytime any national trauma occurs, that's when we need to safeguard our free thought. Mm -hmm. But like with the Kennedy assassination and um, with 911, with these mass shootings yeah. and everything else, we see where the, um, the children so often who are doing these mass shootings are uh, programmed them themselves and then triggered into violent action Right now, we're seeing a whole lot of these sleepers being created through this transgender movement because the to to deep, have someone so depersonalized that they don't know who they are, that they can confuse that with um, a gender confusion, and then further that um, that trauma and mutilating the the the, the genitals and not be 
where they can't even have families and, and mm. reproduction mm. and the, it, it disrupts human procreation. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's part of a mass genocide agenda and, and a mind control agenda. So when we look at people who are so depersonalized that they can't see themselves in a mirror anymore, or they can, can't even feel anymore. So they, they, they have clown hair and tattoos and piercings yeah. all over, you know, they're just screaming out for help subconsciously that they're not in control and then add to it the the transgender part wow you know that's that's mass mind control and we need to have compassion for these people instead of snap judging like ew, ew, you know we need to have compassion mm -hmm. at the same time we need to know that they're one trigger away from pulling a trigger yeah. so we've wow. got a long way to go to undo this mass mind control that's been perpetuated on society, wow. especially where it's to the point where we're seeing, um, mm. seeing it on this mass scale. Yeah. Yeah. You've brought to light so many interesting points about this because you just see it kind of linearly, right? Like, well, they're just confused about their gender, but there's so much more mm -hmm. involved in this and so much more potentially that could come out of this. And I mean, goodness, it's, it's a lot. Um, I know in your movie, um, Trance, that's what the name of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. You guys can find that on trance-formation.com. Is that accurate, Kathy? Okay. Yes. And, okay. and the movie is also at um, trance.movie. Trance.movie. Uh, yeah, you, it can yeah, it twice. It's excellent. If you want to know more about Kathy's story, I would highly suggest going there because it is so so well done and so good. And it just shows her life from beginning to the end and it gives you hope, you know, and that's what we all need is hope in, in all of this. So, so what are some, as we kind of gear towards the end, how are, what are some ways that we can kind of identify maybe forms of mind control or even potentially seeing children that could potentially be under mind control? Um, what are some things that we can look for? Well, there's, there's so many aspects of it, you know, the, like I would mention the 44 times visual acuity, you know, the eyes wide open, the robotic compliance, the inability to think things through or to question, you know, to just do what they're told. Um, and they do have a fearful, a, a fearful look. Um, the depersonalization comes in. Um, and so we're seeing quite a bit of of it around us now what do we do about it you know the good news is we can heal everybody can heal no matter what level of mind control they've experienced whether it's the kind of torturous systematic robotic mind control i experienced or if it's information control because so many people have been bombarded with this constant trauma from the media that yeah um they they need to know the truth they need to think beyond what we're being told and we can all reclaim our free thought, free will. And I know from my life's experience how important that is for um, activating our, our soul expression, you know, and our strength of spirit and the power of love. That's, that's such an infinite strength. And it's, it's within us all. We just need to remember how to access it, utilize it, and live it to live our life's purpose. You know, we're all here for a reason right now. 
And um, wow, what an amazing time to be alive, you know, mm. to live our life's purpose. But it all begins with free thought. We've got to reclaim our free thought and understand how our brains respond to trauma, how suggestible we come, and then safeguard our, ourselves mm-hmm. going forward. And the first thing that Mark taught me was to pick up a pen and paper and write out um, the memory flashes that I had. And yeah. by the same, that what that does is it activates the logic part of the brain. The critical analysis part of the brain is needed to move a pen. Sure. So if we move a pen on paper, typing doesn't do the same brain thing. But the, the pen and paper, then all of a sudden we're taking this repressed memory, this emotionally incomprehensible trauma, shifting it over to the logic part of the brain where it's written out and then consciously seen in front where all of a sudden we're healing on all different levels at once, the psychiatric, psychological, emotional. Mm -hmm. And then we reclaim the free thought, which gives us the soul expression and the strength of the spirit of power of love. You know, it's such a healing tool Mm -hmm. and it's one that is so easy. I mean, everybody can get a pen and paper and start writing out whatever their trauma is, whatever their fear is, whatever is immobilizing them. Um, whatever is stopping them from being uh, able to see a clear path forward, write it out, put it on paper. If we get that one trick back in our school system, that alone will stop the indoctrination of our children. Put away those, those keyboards and computers and and go back to the pen and paper. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I then like all that. Of a sudden, activating critical analysis. Sure. They're having to process information. That's the complete opposite of indoctrination. Yeah. So it's a simple thing, but just there's so many simple aspects like that that Mark taught me um, that everyone can apply. And while I was healing and remembering the things I'd been tortured to forget and the horrors of knowing what the plan was for humanity. And everything else, it was really difficult for me to see how I could live with myself, knowing what I had been forced to participate in. To part, participate in. I see a lot of people experiencing that now. They're like, oh, I caved in. I, I, I wore the mask. I had my kids wear a mask. I, I had them get the injection. You know, people have a hard time forgiving themselves. Like, I certainly had a hard time with that until Mark told me, he said, you are not responsible for what you were programmed to do. You're not responsible for what you were traumatized and tortured to do under mind control. Mm -hmm. Your abusers are responsible for that. And they need to be held accountable for those actions. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm awake and aware, he told me I was responsible for my actions going forward, for making proper choices, true to soul with love. And that's what we all can do. You know, once we reclaim that free thought, then forgive ourselves for having complied and understand we didn't have a choice. Repetition is the most basic form of mind control. And wherever we were, we heard mask up, get the injection, social distance, but you know, it was constant. So that's mind control. We need to hold those people accountable who did that to us and programmed us for that and then move forward 
and light of love, compassion, understanding, and we evolve with that knowledge. We evolve to where we don't comply with it anymore. What I learned under mind control, as soon as I saw mind control masters, a virus unleashed on humanity, I didn't comply one bit. Instead, I loved my freedom and I lived it with a smile and encouraged others. Sometimes the best way to inspire other people to live their freedom is to live, live it ourselves. Model it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, and you're right. I mean, you talked about kind of taking the abstract thoughts and making them down into concrete through writing. And I love that because I, I encourage, I work with clients um, with traumas and counseling yes. and, and I yes. really, and I encourage my clients to do that because it does when your thoughts are just kind of moving around or you don't really remember when you write it down, you can see it and you go through the process of that fine motor process, right? Connecting. It does change. You see it differently and then you can deal with that. Um, yeah. And it, I love how Mark just rescued you really and taught you so many things. And I know he's dear to you. Um, and I love how you share, you just, you guys can't see it, but Kathy just lights up every time she talks about him. So it's, it's beautiful (laughs) to, it's beautiful to see that Kathy. And, you know, I just, I appreciate you so much and what you've, you've been through and you are an overcomer and you're teaching people how to wake up to um, what's going on in our world and to have hope and to come with a forgiving and a loving heart. Um, You know, that's what the Bible teaches us as well. And I think that there's, that's the way we got to live. And so I just appreciate you. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience before we, we go? Well, that, that would be it. You know, truth makes us free. It's up to us to share it with each other, get out in society, talk to each other, eye to eye, heart to heart, soul to soul, get active in your community, make a difference there. Shut Mm. off the devices, especially Mm. the media voice of these perpetrators and, um, and think free, get out in nature, hug Mm. your dog, hug a chin. Hug each other. (laughs) (laughs) I like the hug the dog part. (laughs) No, you're so, I have a dog. So no, I love that too, because I think the social media is just really keeping us in this kind of metaverse, right? Where they can control our emotions and they can manipulate us. And so do what Kathy says, get out there, enjoy this world that you're living in. Um, Be thankful for all that you have. And I love to end the podcast with hope. And I think that is hope right there is you know, putting a smile on and just being kind to one another. Um, and so I appreciate you, Kathy. And it's really been just a treasure to meet you and talk with you. And and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed and learned a lot and we'll see you next time. <laughs>